The following show contains spoilers for episode 8 of Survivor 42. Hello again. Hello, Hello again. again. Hello again. Oh, that, that one sounded kind of sensual. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to take the opportunity when I have it to be on a, on a, on a good mic. Okay, so a uh, fun situation for this episode. Uh, Fred and I are sitting right next to each other. We're sharing one microphone. Uh, it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, so, uh, welcome to RNG Show. If you're listening, uh, this is a podcast where we talk about Survivor, and we have a fantasy season that goes along with it. Uh, let's jump right into the episode. So, episode eight came out. Uh, pretty pretty solid episode i feel like last episode there was a lot it like a lot the show needed to live up to and while this episode didn't like exceed how great the merge episode was i feel like it didn't really make any like huge mistakes and was still able like still able to tell a pretty compelling story yeah it, it was, was it was, it was a, pretty standard yeah sta- exactly what i was gonna say standard, standard. episode of survivor yeah yeah it feels like a, a good follow-up to everything that just happened it feels like you know we go over the the results and consequences of, of the previous episode pretty decently even if nothing can't just be bangers there needs to be some downtime develops and what's interesting too is that uh even though high is voting out lydia in the last episode he doesn't really have anything to say about that which the fact that he voted her out was already kind of surprising but now that like his big ally is gone and he just like doesn't really tell us anything about that makes me really wonder about like the story they're trying to put together with High. Well, I mean, surely production sat down with High and talked to him about this. But, right. Uh, we did not see that interview. <laughs> so, you know, it was either like not interesting enough or it just like doesn't really matter going forward. Yeah. Or it betrays the story that production wants to tell. Right. Speaking of production sitting down with somebody, I have a conspiracy theory, but we'll <laughs> save it for later on in the episode. Okay. Yeah, because like, what, what if they did an interview with High and High was like, "Oh yeah, I was actually sick of Lydia." <laughs> Turns out I was <laughs> sick of her, and then they're like, "Okay, but we just edited this episode where you almost went the rocks or something." Wow, I didn't even... realize they had the editors out there live editing the show. <laughs> we got hurry they're sleeping we gotta edit as fast as we can yeah duh how else do you think they make it they they have a one week turnaround on episodes so after every episode they get like a they get a week break then they cryo freeze the entire cast so they're starving (laughs) (laughs) so we have like the nighttime section which you know i Every time we get one of these, I feel like it kind of surprises me in a way. Like, I'm not expecting it to, like, continue right where we left off. But have they been doing this, like, every episode? They've been doing it pretty frequently, I think. Much, okay, yeah. I just feel like whenever the episode starts, I'm like, oh, right, like, this is this is where we are. Instead of, I like... I feel like they've been doing this for, like, three seasons now. I, I don't know. Either way, we do start off in, in the morning uh, a little later on into the episode, and... This is when we get, like, a pretty interesting look at, like, Mike and and Omer and, like, both how they're interacting. But it feels like, especially with, like, High kind of losing some attention, uh, it's really taking Mike and Omer and, like, putting them on a pedestal and being like, hey, look, here are your two options for the winners. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. So I think it's interesting how they continue to develop these characters. And I'm kind of curious if, like, this is kind of what's going to continue, where, like, they keep making Omer and Mike, like, look really good. There's, there's also some interesting setup to what happens with the vote, because it, even though it's not as directly against each other in terms of, like, um, they're they're actively working against each other, the, the vote ends up being Omer's plan versus Mike's plan. So... It'll be interesting to see if this sort of, like, close relationship that's starting to build here stays, despite 
them going against each other. Um, but it doesn't seem like either of them are too, like, how do I put it, bitter about this vote, you know? Right. Yeah, and, and it's clear that, like, especially later on in the episode, like, Mike has a plan that he wants to, like, follow through with. Um, but everyone's doing a pretty good job of, like, just kind of moving forward in a way. Yeah. All right, should we go straight to the <laughs> yeah. challenge? Uh, yeah. well, my, my, my notes here say, uh, f*** you, Xander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're looking, we're looking at a... You know, very often so, we get a timeline after the episode. And if, if you recall, last week we jokingly said, can we get the timeline in a PowerPoint format next week? And uh, flying delivered. Yeah, yeah. I feel like another funny coincidence is I'm pretty sure we talked about the, uh, the, the Xander advantage that he didn't find. I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before earlier but we didn't mention this very specific advantage and if they were going to do it again and here we are yeah i've been waiting for this like every time they're on the water and here it is finally (laughs) uh so yeah jeff again spoils a little bit about season 41 i I think at least but uh he takes a little paper uh unfortunately it's not like a a gift card for applebee's uh, it is the uh, knowledge is power advantage though which is one of the ones I was like pretty happy we haven't seen because yeah. it just feels so strong in the season but surely you know it won't be that big of a deal right you know surely who knows surely. Uh, so yeah. we're, we're doing like the divisions of the groups for the reward challenge and unfortunately uh, Marianne pulls the gray rock so she won't be competing however uh drea apparently does not like peanut butter and jelly i i I am curious if somebody was like allergic to peanuts if they would just like not offer this reward or kind of like what they would do there they probably just give them some kind of substitute like maybe just a jelly sandwich i'm curious (laughs) like how how much do you hate peanut butter and jelly that you that after starving on a beach for days, you're like, no, nah, not for me. No, nope. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's like a texture thing, and it like just really like grosses her out. So, this is where my conspiracy theory comes in. Okay. 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 Um, last week plant. we saw Drea pretty much exactly call out how the hourglass. Yeah, Drea's an industry plant. She's already seen the last season, and now this week. She purposely sits out the challenge, gets the advantage. I don't know. It's it's just kind of it's not all adding up to me. So, are you implying that she has insider information, or she's uh, a time traveler? Pro- maybe both. Okay, both Honestly. are equally likely scenarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right, right. That's interesting. I guess we'll see. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like Drea has all these advantages now, but yeah you know will she ever use them the other thing like most people don't know that she has all these advantages yeah the no, only one like... that they know about is the yeah the amulet, the amulet and, and the, the the people who s- said, said the, the phrases. phrases yeah also know as well as uh was it marianne's tribe where she told everybody the f- no it was mike's tribe yeah yeah where he basically told his whole tribe how it worked so, so they're like kind they of the probably know Drea has it, but I'm curious. That's still, only half of her advantages. Like, will she get yeah. the opportunity to like play any of these, or like, it's just the way the tribe is split up right now is interesting in terms of like the power dynamics because, like, you have a pretty decently strong alliance, and even if that alliance is like kind of fluid, um, there are still like movement so it's like you have a couple people on the bottom and everyone agrees that they want to go for those people like nobody was using like this tribal for example as like an opportunity to vote out any of the big threats yet and i know we're still early in the merge but i'm curious at what point do people kind of look at drea's wealth of advantages and decide that they need to like vote her out for that reason yeah i don't know the the knowledge is power is 
insanely strong in Drea's hands because the fact that she's one of the people who had to speak one of the phrases, so she instantly knows where two other idols are. Yeah. Yeah, So but, I mean, most of the people already know where the other idols are. Yeah. yeah it, immediately she has a target for knowledge's power, yeah. and nobody else knows about knowledge's power except for possibly Tori. Right. Because of oh something we'll speak on later. Yeah. I guess a suspicion, at least. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, but no no clue knowing what it would be. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, uh, normally, you know, a challenge like this we might skip over, but I have to bring focus on the fact that, like, Omer was just sinking these shots, like, four in a row, and he needed five, and it was, like, the coolest thing ever. And then he totally Kobe. choked. And then he choked. Yeah, and then he threw. S- scripted. I was <laughs> popping off when he hit four it's, in a it's row. It's all scripted. I love what they do with the music, right? Because it's like when Jonathan starts to succeed, like he's not getting the survivor theme. He's getting like these like intense electric guitars. <laughs> and I think the it's the Jonathan theme. <laughs> and I just think it's funny how it's being better, like, it's a better theme than. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Shantham. Shout out to oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there's the challenge. Also, it's funny, like, they let Roxroy try so many times before, like, Jonathan gives it a shot, and when he does go up, he just, like, wins. Yeah, I was thinking when it wasn't Jonathan throwing the balls, I was like, this seems like a misplay. You just need Jonathan to both throw the ball and then go get the ball and then come back and then yeah. throw the ball again. And then J- Jonathan can play both roles. <laughs> yeah. It'll just be faster than any other combination of people. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. Uh, obviously, Jonathan's success and challenges doesn't permeate all aspects of the game. But uh, I guess that's probably a good thing in terms of, like, how they balance the challenges. Yeah. Like, let him win, let him win these groups, group rewards and everything. It'll keep yeah, him, with like, my fed, watch but... group, With my watch group while we were watching the challenge, uh, we're like, Oh, so they all have to go one after the other, push the buoys. Like, Jonathan can't hard carry this challenge. Then we get to, like, the <laughs> the hoop part, and we're like, uh, we stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so PBJ reward. I feel like that's decent, right? Yeah, that's a decent reward. It's Pe- one of the better ones. Peanut butter, like, some carbs from the red. Yeah, just straight up nutrition. Uh, yeah. I wonder if you can request a jelly type. What would they get? Like a grape? Probably. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can tell. If I got grape, I'd probably be like a little disappointed. But I love, I love grape. grape jelly. <laughs> what is wrong I with you? I don't think I've ever had grape jelly. Like straight up, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I mean it's it's not bad. My favorite is like, blueberry. But yeah, if, if there are like other options, like something else. Tweet at us hashtag RNG show. What's your favorite jelly to put on a PB and J? Yeah, do that. I usually go for raspberry myself. Yeah, I like a red raspberry, but I think I think blueberry is my favorite. Remember when this show was about Survivor? Now it's nope. about peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> you see, we're only talking about Survivor because uh, that that was like the biggest moment peanut butter and jelly had all week. Yeah, welcome back to peanut butter and jelly show, everybody. <laughs> PBJ show. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, that'd be a fun draft, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On this side we have the chunky tribe, and on this side we have the smooth tribe. All right, draft your jellies. Okay. Anyway, back on Survivor. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, when we get back, we have uh, Omar doing some Omar things, and uh, and we have Tune who brought up a good point that like. This sort of feels like Omer's starting to maybe play a little hard uh, because we see him go to, you know, everyone that's on the bottom and basically say, all right, just listen to me. Uh, if it's you, you know, I'll let you know. Uh, tells Marianne to, you know, only play the item if he says so. Um, things like that. And I think he does it well enough that it, you know, doesn't... Uh, raise any red flags for me but it is a little concerning just because 
the actual position he's in here is very precarious because if anyone from so, the bottom says to the other people on the bottom hey here's how he's playing uh they go oh he told me that too blah 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 and then everyone in the majority can be like oh he's playing both sides so that if he ever gets a chance to flip to these these um the ones on the bottom then he can and the majority probably won't like that so I think that Omer is probably telling the people on the beach the same thing that it's telling us, which is, oh, well, I don't have I, I don't have a vote, so you guys, uh, you can tell me anything. He you has know? a vote now. Uh, yeah. Right, he does. Yeah, because he went to tribal. Right. Then what, what was the weakness he was pleading to the camera this week? I don't think Nothing. he was. I don't think he was. was. I think what's interesting about Omer right now is, like, if he wins the game – then we'll look back on this and be like, oh, like, of course, because look at how yeah. in control he was. But if he loses, then we're going to be like, oh, like, here's why. Because he was, like, spreading himself too thin and, like, exposing. Like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Great observation, <laughs> peanut butter, Fred. I, I, I feel <laughs> like they're kind of setting up, a like, a Shan arc with him. And I hope they don't go, like, like copy and paste of uh, that he, he kind doesn't of thing. have a theme song so you Yet. don't have to worry about it <laughs> well shan made her own theme song <laughs> he, he he probably doesn't he, he's not that vain not but, as musically uh, gifted yeah but uh yeah the the edit seems very shan-esque from last season so yeah i could where, see that. where he's kind of trying to control the whole game but not from as good of a position. So so he's he's kind of reserved a little bit more. Right. So when I am making a peanut butter jelly sandwich, typically I spread the <laughs> typically I spread the jelly first, right? And you want to know why? Is because after I've done that, on the other piece of bread I can wipe off the knife and then I have a relatively like dry, clean knife that I can then use in the peanut butter right i i do the exact same thing but an opposite but then wait, the, wait, 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 but wait, the wait, peanut wait. butter will stick on the wait. knife no 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 so, you wipe it off on the pencils you put a the spoon bristles? in the jelly and what? a knife in the peanut butter no right so what my point is is um drea sticks her hand in the proverbial jelly <laughs> <laughs> and she needs to wipe it off yeah 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 i get it i get it <laughs> So this is a really interesting thing that they do here. Yeah, very, very fun, actually. And yeah, it's very different, but it almost feels deserved for someone like Dre, who like has so many advantages at this point. It's like, yeah, you got to make him a little like tougher to, to get. Because like finding this one was just a matter of like following the clues, but committing to like sticking your entire hand in this like little pipe they put in the ground full of red paint is really funny and it it calls back to like the fake blood thing in episode one yeah yeah which i think is interesting i uh i don't know why maybe she did like go to the ocean or something i feel like that'd be a good opportunity to kind of like wash your arm off that way instead of just like pouring water on it i don't know but obviously uh she goes to camp tori kind of notices that it's like a big red streak on her arm at this point i don't really know what the best way to play it off was but what i do know is that like the lie horrible. with the pl the lie with the paint was like not great. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. My thought was like, if I feel like it's best to just play it off like it is blood, and be like, oh, you know, sort of maybe s surprise that there's blood there. You know, they put oh, it I out. might have rubbed up against oh. a tree or something. Yeah. Be like, I oh, I didn't realize I got. Scratched. Let me go try and wash this off, and then go to the ocean, and then yeah, yeah something like that. Just like. And I feel like, you know, maybe the extra bit of, like, shock of, like, oh, it's blood will, you know, make people less suspicious in the moment. But, yeah, this whole this whole paint lie when the flag is still, like, rolled up and nobody's touched it is just, like, just screams I was doing something suspicious. Yeah. So, now that Dre, like, has all these advantages, like... Do you think she'll be able to keep track of them all? 
I, I mean, she did lay them all out in a confessional. She's so like I, keeping I think them she in has bag, a bag, or she's like burying them. Because Mike buried his, and he he like lost one of them. I I I think she's got a grip on it. She knows what's going on. Yeah. So Drea, <laughs> just look at these pictures. <laughs> okay. So uh, immunity challenge, right? Um, Jeff greets us again, which is kind of weird to have this happen twice in one episode. Uh, and he's telling us about like. He's you know, Angelina's legacy, essentially, right? He's willing to kind of negotiate on this rice sit-out thing. Uh, and he kind of tells us, like, what he's going to say, but the lowest he'll go. Uh, but then he also, like, puts in a disclaimer that, like, if we are, like, Drea and we're watching and we're, like, going back in time into, like, another <laughs> season or something. Right, and she knows that he's willing to go to four. Right, he might, like, change his strategy up. So... There's a there's a note to all you future past future survivor <laughs> players out there, time traveling survivor players. There you go. Uh, yeah, so yeah. we do get kind of like a highlight here for Marianne in a way, where like she's able to use her emotional game to like get more people to sit out of the challenge, and that's kind of like hi- like really highlighted by the episode is by the fact that like like they gave her agency for that yeah and like in the moment i really thought this was her just having a moment so i didn't think anything of it but seeing her seeing the confessional afterwards and being like oh yeah no like i did that on purpose i was like oh okay interesting so there's an interesting point here where like uh where like mike and omer kind of have like their moments in this episode of like here's like why they would win i feel like this is kind of part of marianne's overall story and obviously like it wouldn't have been if she got voted out this episode but because she's still around uh i think marianne is kind of someone to look to at least for this story it's kind of hard to tell exactly where it's going and it could just end with her having like a growth of confidence maybe but i think the point she's kind of made is it's not that she like lacks confident but she's like weird and confident about it is like her character Mm -hmm. yeah so maybe her just like asserting like an alternative style of gameplay is like the story that they're trying to like build with her. So there's that. Uh, Jonathan does not win the challenge, but he almost does. Tori, the endurance god. Yeah. Uh, so Tori, two challenges in a row. And I guess when you think about it, like Tori has the incentive to like win a lot yeah. because she's kind of on the bottom I'm, I'm not sure how much she knows that at this point but you know she is on the bottom uh she's also kind of like when you think about the right like physicality for a lot of these challenges like tori's like makes sense yeah like not not too much not too little i guess yeah yeah we've kind of had like two <laughs> endurance and balance challenges back to back yeah, also, but I guess there's also something to think about, like, the, the leverage, right? Because every time we do this challenge, like, there's people who have, like, kind of different strategies for, like, how they, you know, use the chopsticks and they, how they use the the ball. Um, and she's, like, she has the sticks, like, totally vertically, and the ball is, like, resting on them. And even though, like, in some of the shots at the end, like, the ball was barely on, on the sticks, uh, obviously, like, it really worked out for her. So I'm curious in, like, future seasons how people are going to like try this because it feels like that like just having the ball rest on the sticks requires a lot less like muscle and effort than like yeah. actively mm-hmm. pushing in i i yeah, thought jonathan sure. was gonna like stab one of the sticks through the ball and just be invincible. <laughs> 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 like a kebab yeah yeah I, w- I wonder if you're allowed to hold it like vertically so like you you'd have like one hand up, another hand down, and then you like oh. spear the ball in the middle, and you like, I don't know if that's in the rules or if it's like too challenging. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I wish they did release the rules. <laughs> yeah, so this is the challenge, uh, and then it's pretty simple for everyone, right? They're like, it's either Chanel or Marianne, but you know, maybe. maybe. Maybe uh, Romeo. Maybe yeah, Romeo yeah, gets paranoid maybe. and then everything flips on him. Yeah, and then <laughs> Romeo like kind of hears his name, and then he just like 
he gets a little lost in the paranoia yeah. and it's like you kind of feel bad for him like he's just so overcome by like a need to like talk to everybody make sure he's okay like all of this and it's it's just like a lot <laughs> yeah so here's here's the other thing very early in the episode when they're just like talking about the next vote romeo's the one that tells everyone like hey tori needs to go like asap specifically because she's so good at causing chaos and we don't want that and it's like yeah that's true she is good at that and she will do that and then tori comes over to romeo and says like oh yeah you know i, I may have heard your name here and there and romeo flips out <laughs> and it's like bro <laughs> My brother in Christ, you are the one trying to get her out for doing the exact thing that she's doing to you. <laughs> True. Yeah, so it's kind of unfortunate. It, it's funny because, uh, you know, last episode, Fred and I had had a short discussion about making a trade between Marion and Romeo. At the very beginning of the episode, you know, we <laughs> jokingly, uh, you know, brought the, the trade back up again. Obviously, it, you know, it didn't go through anything. But by the end of this episode, it's like, Marianne has just been painted in like such a good light and Romeo is portrayed so negatively like consistently throughout this episode it's just really funny how that ended up turning out but really I guess like the reason they show us all this Romeo stuff is because like Chanel doesn't actually like do anything and I it's like such an open and shut sort of case here that it just kind of like works out. And I know there's like more to it, but like, you know, ultimately they tell Chanel that she's safe and she's just like, cool. <laughs> and then behind the scenes is like this build up between Mike and Omer a little bit about like, okay, should we like just get Romeo out? Cause he's causing too much like chaos and, and highs in there too. Like, should we just do this? Or, you know, Mike really, really wants Chanel out. So, like, that's still, like, what he's inclined to do. Uh, and it's just, like, all this drama and everything. <laughs> and I think it's just because, like, there isn't that much of a story really going on, I guess. But you do wonder, like, here they are again, like, showing Mike, like, getting his way. Yeah. Yeah, Mike has a really good episode to the point where I'm... <laughs> I fear for... I shouldn't say I fear... I think a Mike win is pretty likely. I, I feel like um, he needs to be a little more flexible. And with Chanel out of the game, I feel like yeah. that opens the door for that. Um, But, yeah, man, especially he, like Chanel being everything, he's he just likes. been so firm in his decisions. Yeah, I think with Chanel, too, you know, part of, like, the reasoning there is, like, he had already been betrayed in a way. Yeah. But, like, now at this point, like, there's no one in the game who has, like, really betrayed him. So it's possible he might be more fluid. But you're right. Like, if he continues to, like, make a decision and then stand by that decision no matter what, like, that can get him in trouble. Yeah. And compared to someone like Omer, who is, like, very well connected with, like, the people on the bottom, I don't think Mike necessarily has that connection. Uh, but he is – I mean <sighs> – it's weird. He says, like, I have a very good social game. And he does. And, he, like, he does, but, like, the I don't know. It's, like, the way he says it straight to us. Yeah. Like, if I'm a survivor editor, then, like, you know, why am I, like, having him specifically say that? Is it just to, like, plainly tell us, hey, look, here's Mike. He has a good social game. Just right. so you know when he wins the game, like, that's why, because he had a good social game. Or is it so they can, like, you know, play a joke on him in a couple episodes and he, like, makes a really bad read? Or, like, he doesn't win because of, like, his rigid, like, outlook on votes. So, it, it's interesting. And I think it's also interesting to compare Mike and Omer's gameplay. Because Mike, who, like, as a person is, you know, very sensitive, very caring, very empathetic. Um, we see that with, you know, several people, including uh, Omer this episode. Um, but the way he plays is very is much more aggressive when he makes his decision compared to somebody like Omer who's playing better and playing harder but is doing it in such a way that isn't as obvious yeah, as like it, what it Mike's isn't as doing disruptive here. right yeah. and 
So that's also why, you know, we were talking about like red flags with Omar maybe playing too hard and maybe that's why he doesn't win. Um, but to compare to somebody like Mike, it's the, the, the vibes there are just completely different. Um, yeah. Mike's peanut butter and Omar's jelly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So yeah, tribal goes by and Chanel gets voted out. Womp womp. Yeah. Just like, uh, whether you are, uh, Rinsing off your knife in the sink or <laughs> putting your plate in the dishwasher. Uh, Chanel on her way out. No shot in the dark, but I think it just kind of shows like Chanel was very comfortable with her spot here, which doesn't really make sense after last episode. Dude, I, I cannot <laughs> believe that Chanel, like, I, I think she had a confessional this episode where she was like, oh, yeah, I feel great. Like, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm, you know, playing. I, I was playing. Uh, chess and they were all playing checkers i'm next level i'm like what <laughs> like it's... I, I think it was the opposite i th- I think she was like oh i gotta wake up no uh, no no. i know i know, chess I know. And i'm playing checkers. yes her the the statement was that i thought i was playing chess okay, and they were right. playing checkers my i still stand by the fact that i cannot believe that she believed that up until this vote yeah <laughs> because again last vote is the one where everyone you know, walked away from her. Yeah. As soon as she walked up and I'm like, I don't know how you can have a vote like that and then come into this vote and not be No, she, she just thought that everybody had to go uh, find crabs or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, well, she sat at camp all day and didn't talk to anybody other than like in the, in the group. Yeah. Yeah. It, it so, felt like silly uh... gameplay, but I mean, there could have been you know some exhaustion fatigue you know yeah whatever playing into it survivor stuff so, yeah Chanel kind of like an interesting character where she's like a little bit of a threat but like we never got any substance for her so i'm not like surprised to see her go yeah. here at all because like she just didn't have like a story she just really made bad decisions start to finish yeah. literally what episode one or episode two when she goes to the summit and loses her vote it's just like start to finish it was not it was not good gameplay there there was in the in romeo's confusion uh i guess he didn't even end up on a solid plan with anybody else because he voted for high i think okay so the reason i think this is because he was so paranoid i think romeo does no you, you mean he voted high yeah <laughs> i think he was yeah. just so like convinced he was going home and it was like high's fault that he just threw like uh you know like an fu vote on high like on his way out but then like he because he was never the vote (laughs) and he didn't go home now he has to go back to the tribe and it's gonna be like who voted for high and he like it's gonna be very obvious i feel like that it was him and then he'll have to like he's just gonna like keep digging himself in this hole until like he votes himself out essentially from like convincing everybody else to. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what happened to Romeo. Like he just totally fell apart this episode. And the thing is, like he he's never felt like that much of a like chaos factor because like I feel like he hasn't. I mean, he's been in a fine position, but he's never done anything super panicky up till this point. Um, and. Yeah, it's just a completely different person. So I I don't know, I don't know where this came from. But yeah, it's not it's not a good look. Well, uh, just like peanut butter and jelly, there are two main aspects to the sandwich, as there are two main aspects to our podcast here. Uh, shall we move into the spreadsheet stuff? Yeah, let's spread these sheets all over our yeah. bread. <laughs> Is this is this analogy played out yet? I don't know. It remains to be seen. It, it was played out before. It's it was only an funny if we continue <laughs> to play it out. Okay. Right. If you are interested in checking out the spreadsheet, uh, it's over at rngshow.com/slash/forty-two. Uh, on the episode eight tab, uh, kind of an interesting week, I, I suppose, in a way. <laughs> in a way. Uh, also. I'm just a little speechless at 
TV's team name right now. Um, <laughs> uh, so Fred this week has like nothing happened to him, basically. Literally nothing happened. So he gets some participate some participation points for Omer and Marianne, uh, who both like do good things this episode, but we just don't track that. So four points for the refrigerators literally the minimum amount of points i could have gotten right uh then next up we got me uh everyone's doing episode points mike uh is in that like group that wins the reward and romeo did end up getting like some votes or like just one or something it was i don't know three. but romeo got vote and save points uh whether that was like an intentional split or i think it was just like some people were like left out of of the Chanel vote or something. Uh, that's just where it went. Uh, so I got 10 points. Not bad, but I'm not really gaining any ground in the way I need to. Uh, then we got Soaring. Uh, Jonathan and Roxroy get some reward challenge points. Here's the other thing, too, is that if uh, Romeo could have, like, not Romeo, if uh, Omer could have, like, made a shot, or one last shot, rather, uh, for the basketball game, We'd be like swimming in swimming in points, but that doesn't happen. So, uh, soaring, you get some points there. You also get the <laughs> the vote and save for high from from Romeo. Hell yeah! <laughs> so congrats. Uh, and then again, just really running away with this episode is TB, who gets uh the reward points, but also uh Tori wins the immunity challenge, which also gets him a chance die because consecutive immunity wins do that uh and drea pulls the beware advantage out from under the bench so really just like all over the place for for tb today in a good way good stuff so uh good for you <laughs> uh so totals were all like kind of evenly spaced out again uh after fred like didn't earn any points uh so that puts me in last at 83 then we step up to fred at 95 Soaring is at 108, uh, crossing above 100, and uh, TB is at 1, 2, 3. 123. That's right. So, uh, I can still catch up. Job. Don't count and me out. There are, there are some, nice, uh, some nice graphs you can check out on our spreadsheet. Um, we're each represented by a color that also represents a flavor of jelly for the peanut butter and jelly sandwich oh my god yeah and tv i guess i guess your kiwi uh, jelly kiwi banana maybe banana jelly. lemon lemon jelly Ooh, yeah, yeah. can't think of any Fred, Fred, any berries Fred that are red berry jelly uh, uh, <laughs> yeah that's the hard one uh now now this teal color uh hmm it's like blue raspberry <laughs> sure <laughs> okay what's what's the other blue color blueberry Blueberry. No, blueberry. blueberries are not that color. That's Arti- ar- fine. Artificial blueberry. Yeah, it's the blueberry they make popsicles out of. Blueberries are more. Maybe, what about like, what about cool ice? Cool ice jelly is that a thing? Cool are we in jelly. Gatorade sure. now? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Gatorade. You, you, you do need a nice iceberg chunks and and iceberg chunks have like a very cool blue go- glow. Yeah, so you you, you go. do need a nice beverage on the side with your PB and J because the the peanut butter can stick to the roof of your mouth. Yep. Mm. What's the blue Mountain Dew flavor? Uh, Baja Blast. No, no, no. The the real blue one, like um, Voltage. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a Mountain Dew Voltage jelly. All right. And we are at the end of episode eight, so we have to do some stuff with our chance dice. That's true. <gasps> chance time so what's gonna happen is everybody has a bunch of chance dice right now i have one most people have a bunch of chance die right now (laughs) uh we need to roll each of them and if we roll a one on any of those rolls then that chance die is gone forever uh and if it's not a one then you keep it and it grows up into a d8 instead of a d6 so there's still d6s yeah right now yeah soaring since you just have one do you just want to like go ahead and, and, and start well before we start you can opt to roll any of them for points that's 
true. It, oh yeah, no, that, yeah, that but true. I, I needed to save them for the final round. Yeah, right. So notably, like the the big thing on the horizon is like you basically need as many chance die as you have players in the finale, or you're gonna lose a bunch of points. So I don't I don't know why you would uh, use chance die now, but if you want to, that's cool. I mean, if you had more, then then again, you know, you gotta you'd rather save them for more have points. the buffer in case you do lose true yeah all right i'm rolling i'm rolling three see nice i don't believe him <gasps> uh do, oh h- hang on do i need to turn on a camera for this okay, <laughs> yeah. okay uh, you probably just like take a picture or I, something I, i'm very messy okay uh yeah uh, nice it here we go is certainly a square yep. oh i see it okay okay can <laughs> confirm it was a three perfect I, um I, all right tb you want to go do, ahead you have i do not three. have the same tech where i have the luxury of moving my <laughs> camera around um mm-hmm. so <gasps> hold your phone out of your pocket slacker. my phone is in another room <laughs> i will be honest you can trust me that's a six for the first one of course of course oh, critical does that mean you get an extra chance to die? No. no. I got a three for the second one. Average. And a one. I lose one. <gasps> wow, that was actually exactly average rolls. Yep. <laughs> a one, a three, and a six. <laughs> and I got a three as well. Wild. Okay, so TB uh, has one chance die deleted forever. It's gone. Womp womp. Goodbye. That's kind of sad. You want to like say a couple words? <laughs> No. He was a good die. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just go for it. I was going to say, do you want to go first or should I? Yeah. I'll just I'll just go for four and we'll see what happens. Okay. So that's a, a one. That's a six. <laughs> Still. Uh, wow. Another a, one. A five. <laughs> a three. Dude, I can't believe you're losing all of your chance die. And a one. And an actual one. <laughs> so, uh, not bad, not bad, but I do lose one. Um, I would like to say that chance die was my favorite. See, you could have uh, lied to us just then, and we wouldn't have believed Fred. Because <laughs> he was lying the entire time. But now you can believe the other two rolls, because I sacrificed one. All right, Fred, you're up. Oh. That's a five. Yeah. Nice. The one. Yeah. That's art. That's a six. Uh-huh. Let's go. What's the last one I rolled? A three or a four? I don't remember. It was a one. The last one you rolled was a one. But like you've rolled a six, a five, and a one, and I rolled all of those. Oh. So yeah, the last one was a three. Yeah. Five. It's a five. Cool. So we all lose one child except for soaring. And I needed it. <laughs> right. Mine was the one I gained this episode. <laughs> so thanks Drea for that kind of surprised we all lost exactly one but I guess mathematically that's about correct yeah yeah sure it was 50-50 ours was slightly more than 50-50 okay. to top off this peanut butter and jelly sandwich of an episode <laughs> does anybody have any trades oh I guess I have to start here I mean I'm still interested in training Romeo and Marianne, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, respectfully, no shot. Um, I'm glad I didn't make the what was it the Chanel Lindsay trade. That was smart. Uh, you want to trade Romeo and Tori? Uh, nah. Yeah, it challenge beast Tori. Yeah. In what world? Versus, uh. Romeo, who is clearly very p- uh, pa- passionate about the game, <laughs> and you know he'll always look out for himself. Yeah, over every of the people else. left in the game, Romeo has the least amount of points. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. ouch. Um, yeah, I'm I'm good. I, I mean, I, I'm not good but i acknowledge my position Fred. um i don't think like marion's obviously the only one i would be willing to trade 
and it's not like there aren't people I'd be willing to trade her for, but realistically, even though she's considered like on the bottom, I don't think she goes that soon. Um, and maybe it's just because like she's a character and we, you know, get uh, more time with her than lots of others, but it's just, it doesn't feel like. I'll trade the Lindsay if you want. Still with the advantage points for you. No, you're good. Okay. No, Toon offered uh, Lindsay for Marianne and then keeping Marianne's advantage points. And I think that's kind of interesting. I don't know, because I feel like they're they're both in fairly similar spots where they have connections, especially to their previous tribe, but they're still kind of on the bottom of that. Uh, I think Lindsay might be in a slightly better position, but especially how we were shown with like um uh Marianne and Lindsay being people that Omar went to as like hey just listen to me people it, it feels like they're tr- they're in similar spots i think Lindsay and which the goes first is kind of for the end random game. well here's here's the thing like uh like obviously Marianne has been like developed much more as a character and we had someone like Chanel just go home who like didn't really have much going on but for someone like Lindsay, like I feel like it, you know, it's possible she goes home soon, and in the true is in the same is kind of true for Marianne because she is like technically outside of the alliance. Uh, but you know, like Lindsay is someone who could be like Heather, like last episode, right? Who's just never really fully like explained or given an arc to, and is just like kind of hanging around, but then like lasts very long into the season. Um, she could be someone who is like you know, likable enough and like game savvy enough to not sabotage the people she's aligned with and end up in the final three, but then like not have like a resume to use there. So that's, I guess the the value I feel like Lindsay has. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Okay. So, all right. So for this trade, uh, Fred's going to have Lindsay. I'm going to have Marianne now. If Marianne plays her, idol it's an idol right yeah Yeah, the bunny idol so if she plays her idol fred will get the uh plate advantage points if it's successful he'll get those those successful advantage points and yeah so there's a trade uh sorry (laughs) well you know much like a kid being asked whether they want crust on their peanut butter and jelly sandwich i'm gonna have to go without trading this episode Uh, okay and i Uh, also will not trade this episode okay Sounds good. I mean, I feel like one trade is like kind of the most you can expect, right? Yeah. Did we make like multiple trades in the first episode or something? No. Oh, I made a waivers trade. <laughs> so we're the only ones who have traded between players, and it's only been between the two of us. And we're also like really losing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. I mean, it's nice to have two people really losing because that that that's what lets trades happen. Because if there's somebody losing and a bunch of people doing well, nobody wants to trade with the loser. Yep. Just like, yeah, I, I don't have anything. Every season, <laughs> every season where I lose. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I am excited to see if you can win. But TB's like really winning. Yeah, yeah but not absurdly so. All the points and TV's down a player. That's true. TV is down a Chanel. Yeah. Chanel, how are you feeling about your, your redraft pick at this point? Chanel? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I still stand I by it. They said Chanel. Okay. <laughs> Chanel stands by Chanel. Okay. You still stand by it? Yeah. But just for the potential? Yeah. Soaring, how are you feeling about high at this point? Uh... I mean, I'm I'm definitely glad that I picked high over Romeo because that's where my mind was at that point in the draft. Yeah. Like, stick with Romeo or do I jump to high and oh man that's a much better deal unless like you know high goes home soon and Romeo I mean, doesn't. I, I, I think high is you know he, he may be in danger of playing too hard and just kind of causing a explosion because of that but still better high than Romeo so I think high goes out in like the episode before the finale I could totally see that and uh, Romeo's w- winning, so I made the right choice, for sure. All right. <laughs> are, we, are we leaving? 
Do you guys cut your your sandwiches? Well, okay. For I guess there's lots of questions here. When you have a peanut butter jelly, do you cut it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind that. Tune does not say how they cut their sandwich. Well, I alternate, but I always I always cut it, but I alternate between uh, squares and triangles. Okay. Uh, real question though, peanut butter and Nutella sandwiches? No. Not good. What? Not good raw. Oh my! Never. If had. you toast the bread, then it's good. Look, but I do agree. but Nutella in plain bread like doesn't work. I don't agree with that. I do agree that yeah, Nutella, Nutella on, and toast. On you can't just do Nutella with raw bread. Fire because I had a Nutella bagel at one point because I ran out of cream cheese, but I still had bagels, and it was fire. So I do agree that toasted is probably better, but I don't think untoasted is like invalid. Well, I mean, who would have thought that chocolate tastes bad? Hazelnut? N- no, if you read the ingredients, it's mostly chocolate. <laughs> There's a little bit of hazelnut. A- anyway. The marketing. So that just so wraps well. it up for us this week. <laughs> if you want to go check out our other episodes, um, you can go over to rngshow.com. You may or may not find as much peanut butter jelly related content. I think there might be like one other episode that we kind of go into depth on, on the, this topic. <laughs> Uh, couldn't give you an episode number though. Uh, thanks to Zoe for editing this episode. I'm sure it's been a fun one. Uh, thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. Uh, the spreadsheet that we talk about, there's graphs and numbers. Uh, that's over at rngshow.com slash 42. It's also in the show notes. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back here next week to talk about episode nine. Uh, Paramount Plus is still kind of an episode behind what everybody else is saying, but I guess that's okay. Uh, don't forget to tweet at us about your all your peanut butter jelly sandwich preferences. Uh, yeah. Thanks see, for watching. See you next week. Goodbye. And this this has been the PB and J show. Thanks for watching or listening. Wait, no, <laughs> crap, shut up. See ya. <laughs>